Today on Drawing Near, we begin our study of Revelation chapter 4. It is a wonderful chapter and full of things that the church today needs to see. In verse 1, we will take a look at a door that stands open in heaven and what that might mean for the church. So take your Bible, turn to Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, and prepare to study with us a door open in heaven. Before we begin our study in chapter 4, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and your revelation to us. We ask, Father, that you would give us wisdom and discernment. Some of the things we're about to look at are challenging for many. They're not really complicated, but sometimes because we don't fully understand these things or haven't studied them before, we create barriers in our own heart that keep us from understanding some of these simple truths. Our emotions sometimes get in the way of these things as well, because there is a fear about what may happen in our lives or after us on earth. Lord, we pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment, that we would understand your word correctly, that we would know your true interpretation of your word. And Lord, we desire to know what you want us to know. So open our eyes and our ears to the truth of your word and help us to be honest as we seek to study your word and to take the time necessary to open your word so that we might understand it. Guide us through your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study by taking a look at Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. In verse 1 we read, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. For many who try to understand prophecy, this is a critical verse, and there is much discussion and some disagreement about its meaning. As we look at this verse, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. These things, as John refers to them, are the letters to the seven churches in Asia. So after that had transpired, John looked, and looking he saw a door standing open in heaven. Many people look at the letters to the seven churches of Asia as covering what is known as the Church Age. The Church Age is that period of time that began on the day of Pentecost and continues until the time when Jesus calls his church home with an event called the Rapture. And so they believe the idea of this door standing open in heaven is a reference to the opening of heaven to the church. And so we go on in verse 1, and it says, And the first voice I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. We are told in the New Testament that when Jesus returns for his church, he will come with a loud trumpet call. And so people see this trumpet speaking to John as that loud trumpet call, which calls the church to come up here. So they see these words as literally Jesus calling his church into heaven, the rapture. You can see this in 1 Thessalonians. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15, We read these words. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep or dead in Christ. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So in seeing a door open in heaven, following these seven letters to the churches of Asia, hearing this trumpet speaking, come up here, many people feel like this is a reference to the rapture. The point of this being is it gives us a time sequence if we agree with this. The church will be in heaven at this point and not on earth for those things that follow after chapter 4 in the book of Revelation. There are a couple of reasons why people adopt this view. The first reason is because of their scholarly research, their desire to understand what God's Word clearly says. They have connected those things written in the Scriptures with the words and the events of the book of Revelation, the first four chapters, and they firmly believe that this is the point in time, the most obvious point in time, in which the rapture takes place. Another reason why some people adopt this view is they don't want to imagine the church of God on earth during what follows in the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 6 and following. They don't want to see the church go through any of the bad things. And that's why people have three different views of when the rapture will take place. The pre-tribulation rapture, the mid-tribulation rapture, and the post-tribulation rapture. There are those who believe that the church will be taken up before the tribulation begins. Those individuals would hold to the view that the church is taken up around Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. Then there are those who believe that the church will be taken up at the midpoint of the tribulation. In other words, before the really bad stuff in the tribulation begins. And then there are those who believe the church will go all the way through the tribulation and will be raptured after the tribulation period. So let's read Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 again. After these things I looked, and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. It is very, very clear that the number one way we must understand verse 1 of chapter 4 is that the one who is speaking to John wants to show him, like we've already seen in chapter 1, the things which must take place after this. The after this might be a reference to after the church age. And so it is my tendency to believe that this is a reference to a pre-tribulation rapture. It seems to me that what unfolds after this chapter has the church of God already in heaven. Now, is that a fact? No, it's my tendency to believe. You have the responsibility of studying God's word of looking at the book of Revelation as we go through this study and trying to identify where you see the church. Why is that important? Because if God wants the church to go through the tribulation, we must ask ourselves why. 
and we must prepare ourselves for the possibility of going through the tribulation. But if God does not want his church to go through the tribulation period, again, I think we need to ask ourselves why. Will the wrath of God come upon the saved and the unsaved alike? What is God trying to accomplish through the Great Tribulation? Does his work in the Great Tribulation period on earth include the church? Those are important questions, and they're not questions that we can really answer at this point in our study of Revelation, but they are questions that we ought to jot down and explore as we go through this study. At the very least, when we look at verse 1, we are taking a look at what must take place after these things prior to chapter 4. So at the very least, we can see a sequence unfolding. These things happened before, and chapter 4, verse 1 is happening after. As we try to understand whether or not the church will go through the Great Tribulation or when the rapture will take place, we need to make certain that our decision is based upon the scriptural evidence, however we see it. It cannot be based on our fear or our attitude toward God in what he ought to do and what he ought not to do. God is God. He is the King. He is the Lord God Almighty. And he does not seek our counsel on any of these things. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He is righteous, just, and holy, and loving and good. What he does is right. We are simply trying to understand what he has made known to us about these things. Father, once again, I thank you for your revelation. You do not owe us an explanation. None of these things are due us because of our worth or our value, but rather because of your grace and mercy. You unfold your purposes and plans before us so that we might be taken into your counsel. Father, we thank you for this, for your preparation in our hearts and lives, but also, Father, for the presentation of your holiness, of your power, of your sovereignty over all things. Father, help us to worship you more fully and to trust in you completely because of what we see here, but also help us to see the gravity and the urgency of our situation because time is running out on earth, on the people of earth. Because of that, the church needs to be doing what the church should do, not be lukewarm, but be fervent and passionate in serving you in pursuing holiness and expanding the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ to all people. Help us, Father, to be faithful. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.